7 to 8 p.m. Sport On with Tabiso Musia. Thank you very much, Mbali, and a good evening. Welcome to the show. I am Tabiso Musia, Luyolom Kalip, he's the producer, and Sylvester Komane is in technical with us tonight. What a dramatic day it's been at the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia, where the holders, Germany, have been knocked out out of the tournament. The cast of the champions continues and we will go over to Berlin shortly to get reaction uh, from the Germans there. We'll also speak to a Nigerian journalist that is at the World Cup in Russia following their heartbreak defeat to Argentina last night. That means that they don't progress beyond the group stages. Also this evening on the show we'll speak to SAFA Technical Director Neil Tovi just to understand what his vision is for our football and what he's done since taking over. You'll remember over the past couple of days We've just been looking at what's happening or what's not happening um, in South African football, trying to find reasons why we are not at the World Cup. And now let's hear from the SAFA technical director, Neil Tovey, on where he wants us uh, to go. But firstly, oh man, we have to start with a story that really disturbed me today. Um, our SABC sports reporter, Litabo Khanyako, walked out of a Polugwana City press conference in tears this morning and she took to social media to reveal how the chairman of Polugwana City verbally attacked her and she also tweeted that uh, the sexist and environment female sports journalists are facing is unbelievable and I have since spoken to a few people that were at the press conference today and they are also in agreement with uh, Litabo Khanyako that she was disrespected at this press conference and um, we have a clip from the conference from the press conference that we will also play for you so you can have a bit of an understanding of what happened today at uh, the Bulukwane City press conference. But uh, let me read you some of the tweets from Litabo before we speak to her. This is from today. She starts by saying, I feel attacked. And then she says, the chairman of Bulukwane City is really attacking me and for what? I have no clue. She says, the sexist environments female sports journalists have to work in day in and day out is unbelievable. Men in this industry find a new low every single day. Men in this industry work tirelessly to make women feel uncomfortable. I walked out of a Pulugwana City press conference today with a heavy heart and tears rolling down my face. I am so tired of the injustices in this field. I am tired. I am tired. I am tired. And then she goes on to say that men in this industry get away with so many sins and men in the industry will look the other way when you are under attack from one of them and men will also laugh out loud when you are being attacked. And she says men in this industry leave to bully their female counterparts. That is really, really uh, disturbing. And I know how hard Letaba works. She's been in the industry for a very, very long time now. We always play her clips um, right here on SAFM. But she does join us on the line now just to get an understanding of what happened. Letaba, good evening and thank you for joining us on SAFM. Good evening, Teresa. Good evening to your listeners. Thanks for having me. And I just want to repeat one more time. Hashtag I am tired. Yeah, well, at least you're in better spirits than when I spoke to you earlier this mo- earlier today. You were very emotional, but yeah. how are, how are you feeling emotional after what happened today, Litabo? Um, I'm I'm feeling I'm encouraged, Tabiso. The support that I got from the colleagues that I work with, not just the ones at the SABC, but just generally the guys that we work with in the media. Thank you so much. I have been encouraged because today was 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 really a, a moment to stand up. I have been doing this for nine years, and today it had to stop. And it was in my hands. Nobody was going to do it for me. Nobody had the willingness nor the intention to do it. One, you have to understand, at this press conference, they were going to unveil new players and a new coach. The, the, the other players for the club were there, plus minus 20 players. I'm talking about media personnel, plus minus 10 people. And the entire technical team of Polokwane City, including their Messies and their chairman, when all of these things happened. So tell so us. It, then, it had to stop. Yeah. So tell us what happened because we're hearing so many stories. Apparently, when you came in, you were accused of coming in with a boyfriend, and then later on, you were told that you are seducing the coaches. Is this correct? What happened? Uh, what happened is that this is what, what was during before, as the chairman walked in and he was greeting all the journalists, hand by hand, each one of them making small talk, nice small talk, you know. But when it got to the Tabakanya, it was different. There were suggestions. First of all. I was said to be a girlfriend of another colleague who works at another radio station because we we're always sitting together at this event at work and we all both just looked at him and shrugged it off and then he went on to say, I don't know what you are giving my coaches. There has to be something that you're giving them. Making so many things that I, I just, I, I shrugged it off. I said, okay, whatever. I'm not going to deal with this. Another incident happened and the chairman commented about the 
creating environment why was i sitting on another side instead of another okay. and where i was seated was where we were designated to sit as a media by the media communications guy as well also that one i let it slide but when everything was when the actual press conference started and everything was on record and, and those clips that you're going to play all happened um you know how you open a press conference and then they say their piece and then after that the floor is open for questions i didn't have a question for whatever reason so i felt at that point that whatever he had said did not want warrant a question from me even if it did not warrant anything from me the fact that i folded my arm she said to you i do not have a question if i did like everybody else I would have raised my hand, mm-hmm. and I did not do that. So the chairman says, um, questions from anyone. The guys want to ask, they raise their hands. I'm folding my arms literally, and he looks at me, he comes at me, he says, you don't have a question. I look behind me because I'm thinking possibly somebody must have walked in who's sitting behind me with a hand up. He says, no, don't look back, I'm talking to you. And I'm like, me, how? Mm-hmm. If I had a question, I would have raised my hand. So I continue, like, so are you sure you don't have a question? I'm like, yeah. I do not have a question. And then he goes on to drag it. He laughs and he says, you, you're all usually the first person to ask a question today. You don't have questions, whatever. Then that slided. That's when I started tweeting. I feel, I, I feel I'm attacked. I'm being attacked. So I left it at that. And after that round of questions, he came back after me again. He says, are you sure you don't have a question? I'm like, I am sure. I do not have a question. If I did have a question, I would raise my hand. And that, that did not happen. He says, I know you are going to call me out uh, privately and then you'll ask me a question and I already even know what that question is and I'm even going to give you the answer. Now, at that point, I had not said nothing to you up until this point. I still remain calm. I'm like, okay, it's fine, whatever. Let him have his way. But he goes on. After the unveiling of the players, the press conference goes on. After the unveiling of the players and then he says, should I tell you who the players' names are, the new guys, or do you know them, madam? Looking at me directly, that's when I lost it and I said, no, Chairman, what's going on? Why does this sound like it's my press conference? This press conference is about me and it's no longer the press conference that you called. He says, no, I saw you are taking me. I'm not attacking you. I invited you. So that makes it right. Did you invite me so that you could ridicule me in front of everybody so that you can make me feel little? Does it give you pleasure? What is this about? Then I walked out, Tabitha. I was very emotional because, one, when you are a woman in this world and things make you emotional, you are labeled, you're emotional, you're dramatic, you're a ice cream, you are emotional, you're personal. There's nothing about me that's not personal or emotional. I am human and this is my job. I'm working, I'm making bread and butter for my family and I take it very seriously and I love it. I love what I do and I will not be pushed. I just did not appreciate that. Then I walked out to call my seniors to let them know that I'm going to stay a one-man boycott. I am not going to cover this. I feel disrespected in front of everybody. This is not happening here. It is not fair. Then I went back and everything, the, the press conference continued. It was business as usual, Tabiso, you know what yeah. I mean? And then I picked up my bags and I left. So what was the issue with the sitting? Why, why did they make an issue about where you were sitting? There was nothing, Tabiso. That's the thing that I keep questioning. That what is going on? My other problem is that this is not the first time I'm having an incident with Polokwane Siege. It's been happening for years now. There's been an issue with my clothes. Now, and I even told them that you're not going to use my clothes to shame me, where I'm told that I'm wearing too short clothes, too what, what, too what, what. Whereas the players that we cover most of the times at the training sessions, they will get stuck naked in front of you and nobody is going to make noise about it. No one. And... I even at some point had to ask the coaches the previous season and the players personally to say, guys, do I make you uncomfortable? Because I hear it from your chairman that I make you uncomfortable with how I wear and whatever. None of them say no. And I even raised it. Why have not, nobody said to the chairman, we are not uncomfortable also? I do not understand this culture. So when things happen to people and everybody just falls their arms on some, do you again? We shall see whatever happens with you. I am really tired, Tabito, because if it's not your clothes, it's your voice is too loud, it's this, it's where you're sitting, it's everything. Where must we go, Tabito? Where are we supposed to work? We can't even breathe in the same space as you guys. What is that? I am tired. I'm tired. So basically, you are accused of seducing the coaches because of what you are wearing? Supposedly. And, and what is that? None of those coaches. Because the chairman does not even coach to train in Chavis. I think I, I can speak confidently of that. I'm one of the few journalists that cover Pulukwane City faithfully, year in, season in, yes, season yes. out, year in, year out.
Yeah. We do have a clip uh, from the press conference and we're going to play it shortly. We've also invited Pulukwane City uh, here just to explain to us what happened today because what we're hearing now, it's disturbing, but we do want to uh, hear from them and give them their side of the story. And anybody who's got a comment here, please feel free to join us. 0891104207. Our SMS line is 40938. Our WhatsApp number 0614104107 and hashtag SAFM on. Let's play that uh, clip. Uh, and I'm getting, uh, sorry, I'm um, Luyolo. I'm getting so much reaction also on social media. There's somebody that actually says I was at the same press conference and I witnessed what happened to Litabo and it is quite shocking to hear what happened. It was quite shocking to be there and witness what happened. Let's play part of the clip there, Loyolo. So, is there any question? No, you. Mm, part of media. Do you have a question? Thank you so much. You know, because you are always the first one with a question. <laughs> I feel honored today you are not going to have any question. Right now I don't have a question, Chairman. Are you sure? Yes. Just for now. For now. Okay. There won't be any question from you. Do I have to give you the names of the players? Or do you know them, madam? Chairman, why is this conference all of a sudden about me? No, I don't feel attacked. No, no, you don't feel attacked. No, I do feel attacked. No, you don't feel no. attacked. You are, we have invited you. Relax, Ceci. We have invited you. And then someone has the nerve to say, relax, Ceci. No, no, that is one of the people that work, seniors at Polokwane City, who are seated next to him. His name is Mr. Sete. I'm not exactly sure of his designation. He was the one that's saying relax. And as I walked out, I could see everybody. And, you know, I am, I am so, I am emotional, and I'm unapologetic about my emotions right now. I, I really, I don't want nobody to even tell me, calm down, because this thing happen all the single time, every time. Because even much later, this thing happened around 10 a.m. in the morning. And the only other communication that I received from the club was much later at 2.58 to be specific from the media PR girl who we worked very well together and never had ever even had any issues. And he apologizes. But I have issues, Tavis. One, what is he apologizing for when he could not stand up and call out his chairman mm. in that hour and when those things were happening? Mm, and it just feels the tone of the chairman is completely wrong. It's condescending. It sounds like he's undermining you when you say you don't have a question just yet. You really don't have a question. And he even asked you... I really you, did not have a question, Tavito. I did not have a question. So I must die. You have a question too. Also, you must die. Because, Tavito, we suffer also from the, the things, people calling you sweetheart at work. And they will never do you or yeah. bra you when you're asking a question, do they? You ever get somebody say no, bra, no dude to you when you ask questions? Never. But your condensator being called sweeties, sweethearts, honey, if you knew better, sweetheart, this is too big for you in that tone. Tired is not even a word. It's, it's, it does not even begin to describe it. But I'm saying we have got to coexist. Where must we coexist? So we work so hard every day. We work. Not if it's not twice as hard as the guys do, but no, I was really disappointed that none of the people, including the people that work in the same company that I do, stood up for me in that in that press conference. And the only other messages I got were the, from the other guys in the media, the colleagues in other media, to say again, we saw what happened today as DC soldier on and whatnot. It has got to stop, Tavisa, because where must I go? I'm a resident of Limpopo. I was born here, and I want to work for my people, and I do it diligently. So where must I go? Yeah. Up next, we'll speak to Pulukwane City. Stay with us, uh, Litabo Khanyakho. If you want to join in the conversation at any time, please feel free to call us 0891 104207, SMS 40938, WhatsApp 0614104107, hashtag SAFM Spot On. Before I speak to Pulukwane City, let me just read some reaction. Maputi says we are both scrutinized for our clothing and femininity, yet sexualized and objectified at the same time. She's also a sports journalist, so she knows what she's talking about. And I understand she was there today. And Tabiseng Mamabolo, also a sports journalist, says to uh, uh, Litabo, you have given us a voice tonight. And uh, somebody says we should call these people out. What is happening here? And Tsinolo says I'm also working in sport. I've faced the same type of abuse. I'm too beautiful. I dress too, night, too nice, I'm distracting the players. No, guys. Pulukwane uh, City, Vusi Ntimane, media officer, joins me on the line. Uh, Vusi, uh, good evening and thank you for joining us here on SAFM. 
Thank you very much, uh, Tabso and uh, your listeners. Vuzi, you've heard what Litabo has had to say. How do you feel after what she said tonight? Uh, no, man. Um, as, um, as, uh, as an African and uh, as uh, one person who really against uh, any anything that goes to, to do with women, uh, I think uh, if, 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 if she felt uh, whatever happened today, uh, it, 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 she felt somehow because uh, on my side, when personally, um, at first I thought it was a joke. Uh, I was even laughing at first because I didn't read much into it. But uh, after 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 a couple of of, of, of comments and everything, I, I start to feel that uh, I look at her because I work well with her. I never had any issues with her. She come to train. She's one person who come to training even every day, even not to record just to just to be part of the team and, and, and report whatever is necessary and she will always ask questions and I never had issues with her. I think the Department of uh, the, the, the Department of Communication never had any issue with uh, with uh, Litabo. And I was I was I was really sad and also myself to, to see her crying uh, in front of everyone there and uh, and we we, 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 we we after that we, we went to a meeting and then where we would try to solve it and uh, try to talk to the chairman. What happened because we couldn't do it in front of everyone. Remember, there was cameras and everything, so you all don't want to be throwing uh, throwing stone to e- stones into each other. But we went to the boardroom, and I think we sorted it out. And uh, that's why that's when I sent the message to say uh, when when I sent that message, it was not personal; it was about the team to say we are sorry what happened. Uh, I think uh, the chairman was uh, maybe was too excited, and we are sorry what happened. And uh, I think uh, hopefully. Nothing will happen like that in the future. Okay, I've got a few issues with, with what you've just told me now. Firstly, which part of this did you think was a joke? No, no. The, the first time when, when you said, uh, uh, and, and, uh, I, I, I remember, I think you said, Litabo, um, uh, I know you. I, I, I know you are the first one to ask a question, and and I know usually she's the one. You know, whenever. The way she's passing it, she usually is the first one who usually asks questions. So that part, I took it. I took it lightly. I didn't even read anything into it. I just took it the first, the first time when he said that I was there. Okay, and then the the second part is why now were you worried about cameras being there instead of solving the situation at that very same moment? Because she clearly was humiliated in front of all these cameras. No, but uh, in, in in a working environment, you'll never, you'll never, you'll never. When a person is, is, is doing a media conference, say, no, oh, wait, uh, let's solve this issue. You can't solve issues in front of people. That's how I, I'm not told to do that. I uh, never, I never, I never do that in front of people. What you do, you you wait for the situation to calm down, then so that you can get facts. Because I didn't know this this isn't that were happening even before I was there. I didn't know. I only find out now uh, after. So I didn't know what was happening. So I was caught in the middle. I would have commented and I was told if uh, the other side tell me this happened before or the other side says this happened before. But I, I had to gather what, what what was happening because I didn't, at first I didn't understand what was happening. But at the end of the, uh, on the on the end of it, I found out, no, this, I think this thing has been happening. So I'm told that it's been happening in a couple of seasons back that I was not there. I didn't even know. I ne- I never knew anything about it, so I only found out today. That's okay. why I say we went to the boardroom and tried to talk what happened um, seasons ago, and now that's why it led to that. Just to be clear, today you were at the press conference as the media officer. You organized the press conference, right? Yes. So Litaba walks out crying, and the press conference goes goes on like nothing has happened. Did you not feel the need yet to bring order to a press conference? Because I've been to numerous press conferences where something is out of order. If a journalist asks the wrong questions, we uh, order, order is called and, and, and it's resolved. Why did it continue like business as usual, Fusi, when she was crying? You can hear in the clip that she's crying at the end, man. Yes, that's, that's why, that, that's why we, we send another woman from the team to talk to you. I am personally... Why did you send another woman? She's a woman. She understands the emotion better because I will go there. I will know what to say. So, so it's better to send a woman to say, talk to 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 start to calm down. I'll talk to her after finishing. That's what I did. And then when that woman came back and gave her report, what did she say? The one that you sent? She said, no, she said uh, the towel said she she's she's leaving. Uh, she can't stand it. So I I couldn't do anything. Do you understand? Like Do you understand where the is coming from? No, now I and I didn't understand then, but now I understand after uh, gathering information what happened before before I was here 
What about the chairman? Because he's the one that made these utterances and you said you had a meeting with him. Does he accept um, how he's made a feel here? Yes, uh, he, he said uh, that he was, he was, he was, there was nothing, uh, nothing that, uh, that uh, against her. It was, it was just because he knows her and then he was just uh, using her as, a, as, as an example because he, he said, uh, like an example, he did it to Mate to say, Mate, uh, I know you, you do this and this and this. It, 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 it was just a way of him bouncing back to the to the responding back to the, to them and talking to them directly as media people does that he knew. That's why I was also talking to Mate, also Madume. He made example of Madume in, in the press conference. That's what he told me. So I I have to take uh, his word for it to say there's nothing because now I I know nothing between them. If there's something else between the two of them. For those who've just joined us, we're talking to Pulukwane City now. Uh, that's after SCBC Sports reporter Litabo Khanyako walked out in tears um, out of a press conference earlier today um, accusing the club of gender discrimination and sexism. And we did play uh, as a part of the clip of, of what we had. And I want to get reactions. So many people have been calling us. Eddie in Cape Town, thank you for holding on. What's your comment here? Uh, thank you, Buti. Um Look, I'm not going to take a side here or anything, but... Looking at this, um, uh, so what is really troubling for me as a man is the one, the sending of a lady, um, assuming that this lady is emotional as usual as a woman, mm-hmm. so she's emotional. Let's send her auntie to go check what her emotional issues are. For me, that is troublesome, and I hope these Pulukwana guys learn a lesson there. Mm-hmm. The second one is this lady is not just a lady. She is a, 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 a sports person reporting at work. This is a work environment, and the work environment, everyone, is equal. So you cannot have SEC there and yes. all of that kind of thing. Thirdly, and most troubling, Tabiso, is the soccer industry. Uh, um, we've had a couple of boys that have been accused of rape and accused of bashing mm-hmm. women. So a guy who is in a position of authority like um, the Pulukwane chairman, should be leading by example. I mean, those kids that are being unveiled there, seeing the chauvinistic, I'm sorry, I don't have another way to describe that, um, seeing the chauvinistic ways of a father figure like him, what are the chances that those girls in the rural areas of Pulukwane will then be held at the hands of those boys who, on their first day, see how a lady is treated? Okay, finally, Eddie. finally, yes. um, um, I am thinking the chairman... If he is remorseful, he should have called this lady. Apologize, not say, I did not think there was an issue. There is an issue because she's crying. Therefore, there is an issue for her. There is a perception on her side that she's being wrong. So you cannot dismiss it offhand and say, because he's taking it from his own view as a man and doesn't really want to understand that the other person is offended. So he must call this lady himself, find a mediation, and mend those relationships because this lady is going to be reporting on Pulukwane as, as, as I'm hearing that. And she has been for years. Thanks, uh, uh, Eddie. Then the chairman's name, uh, by the way, is Mr. Johnny Mukhaladi. That's the chairman that you had in that clip. Pristin, Devin, thank you very much for holding. What's your view or comment? Yeah, I I heard the uh, the tape of that and I was quite shocked. It's a kind of sneering attitude, like he's trying to prod her into a reaction. Yeah. So I think whether he was aware he was doing it or not, he was actually trying to humiliate her, go at her, um, and, and make her feel as uncomfortable as possible. It's obvious from, from listening to the tone of his voice inside. But the other issue is this. It's about the men who are there who are not doing it, but who are not saying anything about it. So your point about, but does everything then just proceed as if it's normal? Because somebody actually should have disrupted it. Some man should have said, what's happening here is un- unacceptable and, if necessary, himself walked out as well. Because that would have then stopped the person who's, you know, against whom this uh, behavior is being directed and uh, uh, prevent her feeling isolated in that situation. She should not be isolated like that. People should have had some solidarity with her. And, I, I, I you know, I, I think we, we, there are too many situations like this. It applies not only to gender, it also applies to race, where there's a kind of white solidarity protecting white people who say racist things. I mean, other white people will say, oh, I, don't, I wouldn't have done that myself. 
but they were silent in the situation. Mm. And the same thing here. Men tend to be silent when a man does something like this. And uh, that's the kind of solidarity that really must end. Thank I agree you. with you, Pristine. It shouldn't have been business as usual after this. I mean, you can hear her crying on the clip. Vincent, you're on the road. Thank you for staying with us. What's your view? Thank you. Uh, well, um, I'm actually, I want to commend the lady face for actually exposing such eggs within the industry. It is actually in the norm within the business environment, boardrooms, and so forth. But for, for, for the industry of the sport, I want to commend her for that. But my question to your guest is this. I want to I want to understand how they confronted the situation in the boardroom. First up, when they came out, they only found it like to say, no, the chairman got a little bit excited, which means that they never even themselves addressed the issue that's serious. Two, this gentleman of yours, as a PR person, he must know that uh, his team as it is, it is a role model to men, boys, right? It should be actually be the one which is, displaying and setting examples and, 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 and bringing a loud cry in terms of violence and gender uh, uh, issues against women. Please, can, can they just take this PR issue? Serious, this, this chairman needs to be dealt with in a proper way so that they set an example. Thank you, Machif. Thank you very much there, Vincent, on the road. Vusi, over, over to you. They want to know what was discussed in the boardroom. Hello? Uh, yeah, Vusi from Pulukwane City. They want to know what exactly did you guys discuss in the boardroom? Is that Vusi gone? Okay, Vusi. Oh, Vusi, you still there? I'm here. I'm here. Yes, they, they just want to know, Vincent wants to know, what did you guys discuss in the boardroom after this incident? No, I, I, I'm the one who called the meeting in the boardroom to find out what, what, what was happening because I, I was surprised and what was the lady crying because, uh, because I heard that uh, there was an incident before. Then they explained, the chairman explained his side of the story. And then, uh, and then what, what we did, I said to the chairman, uh, may you please, uh, let's make sure that uh, whenever we have this kind of thing, let's try to avoid ca- di- uh, attacking people directly, to, to attack people directly, because now uh, the lady is not happy, she's, uh, she's not happy, whatever whatever happens. So, uh, and, and that was totally, totally, totally wrong. And and, 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 and the chairman said to me, uh, I, did it, I did that, I was not even against her. That's why I did it to this, this one, and this one, and this one. I was not. Uh, if I did something wrong, I think I did it wrongly. If I if I did something wrong, yes, I did it wrongly. I think we'll we'll sit down and talk about it. That's what he told me. What about this nonsense of her seducing the coaches? What can you tell us about that? Where does it come from? The nonsense of 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 her being accused of seducing the coaches. Hey, no, 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 no. I was not there. I never heard of anything like that. Now we comment when I was there. I I don't know nothing about that. I was not there even when he said those things. If he said it. I was not there. I don't know. That one, I, I won't comment on it. I know I will comment only on the things that I know and I, I had only. Okay, I've got another message here from Anonymous um, who says, I, I, I arrived at the presser a bit later, like 20, 12 minutes late. I could pick up the chairman was very wrong and provoking to Litabo. That was very wrong. It was disgusting. It was intimidating. I would like to remain anonymous. Would you owe an apology, uh, Vusi, as Bulukwane City? Yes, uh, from, from me on my side, I'll say now, uh, Litavo, we, we, were, we have been working together well. I think we must continue working together. Sorry for whatever happened today at uh, Pulukwane City Village. And uh, we, we will follow it up and make sure that the team uh, talk to, 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 to you and make sure that we apologize as a team. But now I'm doing it personally. I want the team to do it, not me as a person because I can But you speak on behalf I'm of so the team. Are you now, if, yes. if you're speaking personally, are you saying that the team as Bulugwane City is not apologizing just yet? You are no, apologizing no, my, separately. No, 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 no. My point, my point is saying I want the team to do together with me. I'm, I'm the spokesperson of the team, yes. And I want I want to do it personally to her so that before we come to her and say, Yes, as Kulubani City, we say we are sorry, Litabo. I want the team to talk to her as we agreed on in the board meeting. Personally, okay. the, the management to talk to her. Personally, we apologize to her. And then we can come to her and talk so that, because now I can say it, and then you, you, everyone will believe that the team has apologized. But I want okay. her one day to come back and say, yes, Tavisa, they came to me, they spoke to me, they apologized the whole team because I'm the spokesperson I will talk now and everyone will be happy I'll do a, a lipstick service and say 
Uh, no, sorry, mm. as a team, as one city, we are sorry for what happened. But to her, we did we do nothing. So I'm, I'm saying to you now, we'll go back and talk to her personally, the whole management, uh, or even if it's not the whole of it, but two or three people will send to her to talk to her. We okay. apologize, and then we she will come back together. Maybe me and her will come back to her and apologize in, in, on air. But we must do it to her first because okay. the person who is here, at, uh, we are at fault. So and she the one who's head. So we want to talk to her first before okay. we come to her and apologize to the team. Okay, Vusi. And finally, as we let you go, you know what this led to is that we, SABC Sport had sent a report at your press conference. She didn't come back with yes. the story because she couldn't stay the whole press conference. And now we are unable to tell the listeners about your signings. We, we don't have sound from the press conference. We have nothing because she walked out in tears. I want to let you go, but I want to take the last one. Pet in East London, you're the last one on this. We have to go to Germany. We have to go to Nigeria. Pet? Uh, my brother, Chris, I won't be long. Yes. Just, I must just commend yourself, the man and which you have shown your professionalism, especially in the questions that you ask on the PR. Myself, I come from a point of academic space, where for the three years I've been lecturing in space, could it be communication or PR? I just want to emphasize something on the issue of dress code. If you are a sports journalist, in order for you to show your professionalism and the endorsement and the fact that you embrace of what's happening in that space, you have to dress likewise. So as from now, I should think Vusi must speak to his bosses that no more should they judge any sports journalist who dresses in anyone. They do the right thing. They have to dress according to the event. If one is going with the president, that's why you see him going wearing a tie. But if you speak to sport, they have to be sporty. And those guys have to mature and begin to stop judging these young ladies as to how they dress. Because they dress according to the event or the sport or the space where they are operating. Okay, thank, Pat. You, thank you very much. Letabo, I'll give you the last one. Do you accept uh, what Vusi has said and, and, and what's the way forward now? Um, tell you, so I'd love to accept, but most of the things that Vusi said were breaking news to me, like the lady being sent to me. That lady oh. came with a glass of water, which I really appreciated because I needed to, to come down a little bit. That's all. She didn't say nothing to me. And I didn't even know. Even in the apology that came to me, there's nowhere where the chairman is apologizing. It just says from me and the club. That's the kind of apology. And I did not even know that they did sit down and discuss it. Really, I'd love for it to be resolved because I will not be moved. I love covering the clubs around me. And I do it well. And, and I do it confidently. And I don't do it with any disrespect. I am tired of having to have one-on-ones. And exchanging ugly words, I am really tired of that. I'd like for this to be resolved, but I'd like to be. I'd like for it to be done respectfully. I'd like to see a letter being written with a letter head. I want to know what the chairman is sorry for because even in that apology, I am not exactly sure what they're sorry of because there's been so many incidences. Even where at some point I was threatened that I would not access the stadium, where I said, "Guys, I have a PSL accreditation which was not given by favor. The only way for you to do that would you would have to physically remove me because I will arrive at the stadium which is on municipal grounds. So I would love for this to be ironed out. Really, I'd love for it to be ironed out, and then let's move on. And let can we stop being intimidated? Times like I said, every person that wants to bring the truth issue, they are forgetting that I mentioned that players they undress in front of us, they get stuck naked. I'm sorry to say it, they neck like that. And no one gets crucified for that. But a girl comes on a hot in Polokwan when it's 33 degrees in a short skirt. That is a crime. Something like that. But really, thank you so much for this platform where we can speak really freely about this and, 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 and air it out. Because I'm saying to you, I've been practicing for nine years and these things have been happening in between these nine years. I am tired and I understand why you see there's not so many women. We're not sure of some of their stories, why some of them, they come in, they disappear. What happened to them? What would have happened? What could have happened on the conduct? We are not sure. When we don't see some of the female faces at press conferences or whatever, we are not sure. So I really, and I just want to challenge the male journalists as well. Guys, put your foot down. You're not going to retreat, Jay, after I... And, and that's enough. That is enough, and it's not okay. I will speak out loud. For us to not be here, we would have to be killed. That's the only way. I will not be moved. I will not be intimidated. Hashtag I am tired.
Uh, well, Letabo, thank you very much. Keep your head up. I know the great work that you've done from Capricorn FM until the SABC came from you to recruit you from Capricorn FM and you've been doing some fantastic work uh, for us here at SABC Sport and don't let this bring you down. And also, just before you go, please get in touch with Kes Naidu. She's messaged us to say she would like to chat with you. She wants to see if she can assist and give you some advice and we'll put you in touch with Kes Naidu. I know you've also taken it up with the management at SABC and SABC Sport, so we will uh, follow their lead now and see what happens from here. But Thank you very much, Letawa. And really, Thank you so much. Apologi- apologize on behalf of everyone for what happened today. Thank you. Vusi, also thank you for having the guts to come and speak to us and, and give your side of the story. People can easily run away. And somebody on Twitter is saying, Pulukwane City doesn't deserve you uh, because you've, you've come out and you've spoken on this issue. They're saying the chairman must come out personally and handle this uh, because he said these words. But thank you for joining us, Vusi. Up next, we'll go to Germany now. They've been knocked out of the World Cup. And we're going to get... SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. On the SMS line, Alex says, Tabiso, we as men are still old-fashioned towards women. We uh, need rehab. We need to understand women and what they wear and what they like. And somebody says, afternoon, Temba. I'm not sure who Temba is. It says, I don't think you're doing justice to the matter. Uh, the ch- if the chairman was asking if she does not have a question, what's wrong with that? I'm not sure if this person had the clip because if you hear the clip, you'll hear that the chairman wasn't asking innocently. Uh, 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 if, you, if, if you did hear the clip and you were with us, maybe we'll play it again uh, towards the end of the show. But let's move on now because the other big story of the day. Germany being knocked out of the World Cup. The biggest upset so far in Russia. They lost to South Korea today at 2-0 and on the line all the way from Germany in Berlin. We're joined by SABC correspondent Ira Spitzer. Ira, good evening and thank you for joining us on SAFM. Good evening. Thanks for having me. A, a kind of a, a shocking day here in Germany. Yeah, I can't imagine it's a good evening there. What is the reaction like in Germany? Well, this has been a difficult World Cup so far, uh, starting with the Germans' first match against Mexico, which they lost 1-0. There's been a lot of concern about this team, but then uh, there was, of course, some hope after a few days ago they beat Sweden on that last-minute goal. But then uh, today, in a game that they really had to win, that everybody expected them to win, uh, they came out very flat uh, of course, did not even manage a goal, and more importantly, just didn't even look like the better team. South Korea, uh, not in the caliber of Germany, at least uh, in the world rankings, but Germany was unable to mount any sort of sustained attack. And then finally, uh, in stoppage time, South Korea got that uh, critical goal, which uh, essentially eliminated Germany from the World Cup. So now four out of the last five World Cup champions have failed to advance past the group stage in the following tournament. Yeah, the case of the champions continues. But going into this match, it was clear Germany had to win by two clear goals. It was in their hand. How confident was everybody that side? Well, uh, going into it, I think there there was confidence because uh, they, considering how badly they played against Mexico and probably Sweden as well, South Korea was the type of team that Uh, that Germany should be able to at least score a goal against, given the type of uh, world-class talent that the Germans have on their team. There were some lineup changes uh, in each each of the matches. I think now those will be questioned. Uh, Looking back at what happened, uh, Thomas Müller, the midfielder, came off the bench in this match. Perhaps uh, some thought he could have provided more of a spark, but really it's hard to even point the finger at one thing because – the team just never looked like they had it together this World Cup. It just was a, a real disaster for the Germans, a shocking upset. Hmm. And a, a lot's been said about the team that played at the Confed Cup last year and won it in Russia and, and how some of the senior players came back now to play at the World Cup. Could that have caused divisions? Could Did the coach read it wrong by playing the younger guys in the Confed Cup and then leaving the seniors for the World Cup? Well, I think now that we see what's happened in the World Cup, I think that analysis might be correct. Joachim Löw could have gone with the, the players that, uh, that, that sparkled and really impressed at the Confederations Cup. But, of course, on the big stage, on the World Cup, uh, maybe he felt that he owed it to some of the older players. And also it's not as if the older players uh, are not world-class players. These players like, you know, Tomas Müller or Mesut Özil, it's hard to say that uh, they're bad players to put out there. But in retrospect, uh, maybe the generation change should have come a bit earlier for the German team. And certainly now they're really looking at 
kind of a wholesale change in the program after what happened here in 2018. What happens to the coach now? Um, because I do understand he signed a new <laughs> contract before the World Cup. Did he? Yeah, Joachim Love is under contract until 2022. So, uh, so it's pretty unlikely that uh, they would get rid of him. And also, considering that he is the, the man who led the 2014 team to victory, it's hard to imagine the Soccer Federation just uh, getting rid of him. However, it may be that we see Joachim Love step down. Uh, we've had no indications of that yet, but it does seem that something might have to happen, and Joachim Löw could look at the results, could look at his own career and say, okay, I've had a uh, you know wonderful run in 2014 as well as in previous World Cups. 2018 was a disaster, but I can walk away now with some dignity. That might happen, but um, it really is in his hands, I think, at this point. I don't see him uh, being fired. And he's been, I mean, he's been in charge for a very long time, uh, Joachim Lowe, with the, with, with the national team. Do you, 2006, I think, it's 12 years now. 2022, you add another four years. Is that, is, that, is that normal? And was that widely accepted in Germany that he was the right guy going forward before this World Cup? You didn't hear too many questions about uh, Joachim Lowe's uh, tenure and ability as manager. I mean, he's a, he's a young man. He's mm. not somebody who... Uh, you know, who was considered to be too old for the job. Really, the, 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 I think the Germans were blindsided by this World Cup. They, this is the first time in 80 years that they failed to advance out of the first round. I mean, no one was trying to pick apart problems with the program because it didn't seem like there were any problems. But I guess there was an indication at the Euros two years ago uh, that was a flat performance and mm-hmm. – there were some grumblings about uh, about Love and about the team, but uh, going into the World Cup and especially with their strong performance in qualifiers as well as the Confederations Cup, it just seemed that the time for soul searching hadn't come at all. So I really am uh, curious myself to, to to hear what German media and fans have to say about this tomorrow. And I don't think they're going to be very kind to the team that they sent to Russia. Finally, uh, what about the players? Do you expect some of them to retire after this World Cup? Uh, how do you see it? How do you see it going forward? Right there, I think we will see. I think we will see a couple of the older players retire. I, I couldn't tell you exactly who, but I do think that there is an understanding that uh, you know these, these guys won their World Cup in 2014, so uh, they can be satisfied with that and. After what happened here, it's hard to imagine uh, certain players waiting another four years to have another chance or being given the option uh, to wait four years for another chance. So I think this is the moment where the players who were left over from the 2014 squad, where we'll see uh, a few of those players uh, may have played their last uh, international match for Germany just today. Okay, Iris Pizza, thank you very much for joining us right here on SAFM. We also saw you on SABC TV earlier on uh, wonderful updates, and thank you very much for contributing to SABC. Thank you. Great to be here. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. Well, from an upset to heartbreak, it was curtains for Nigeria last night after they considered very late to be knocked out in the group stages. They lost to Argentina there. And our man in Russia, Shina Oludare, chief editor of Gold Nigeria, is with us on the line. Shina, uh, good evening and thank you for joining us on SAFM. Hi, good evening. It's nice being a part of the program once again. And the reason we brought you back is that we've been talking throughout the tournament and even after the win over Iceland, you were still not convinced by your team. I guess then you're not surprised by this exit. Yes, I I said it before. We were going to the World Cup to experiment because when you talk about the FIFA World Cup, the FIFA World Cup is not a tournament where you prepare for much to the tournament. It's an event of every four, four years. So, by now, we should be preparing for Qatar 2022. So, all what we did was we arranged, you know, a set of young boys and we placed the high expectation on them to perform miracles. For God's sake, it doesn't work like that. Fine, we went to the tournament with 18 debutants, which shows that we have inexperience on our side. So, when people were saying Nigeria would get to the quarterfinal, Nigeria would do this, Nigeria would do that, 
I knew it was a wide good, you know, wide good chase because you can't give what you don't have, and that played out. Our inexperience, you know, our inexperience counted against us against Croatia, and it also counted against us against Argentina. So, for people who feel bad that we are out of the tournament, well, that is left for them. But for me, it is what I expected. I knew we wouldn't, you know, go past the group stage. Mm. And and on the field of play, the football that was played by Nigeria, what do you make of it? Is it convincing? Is there enough hope going forward with the kind of football played under Gennad Raw? Well, the style of play, I can't explain it if you ask me to tell me because we don't have fine. We, we claim we play four four two at one time. We say we play the four three five two, but it doesn't translate to anything. We play a kind of kick and follow. Our kind of football is not convincing. It is, you know, we look so disorganized. Our midfield, no link between the midfield and attack. And even when the ball gets to the attack, no one to put the ball past the goalpost, uh, past the goalkeeper. That is not football. When we talk about football, you see a situation whereby the goalkeeper is doing his own bit, the midfield linking well with the defence, and when it gets to the striking position, you know, you get the goals. But in Nigeria, we talk about 3-5-2, 4-4-3, and we couldn't even do anything. And recall that before we played our first game at the World Cup, we had lost about three games back-to-back. And besides our loss, we've played like about six, seven games without our strikers scoring any goal. Our top man for the World Cup was Odion Igalo, but for the past eight games for Nigeria, he had not scored. The game we won before the World Cup was against Poland, and it was a Victor Moses doing that from the penalty spot. So you see a team that has the kind of quality, yes, it's a quality team, young though in experience, but there was no formation. We, 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 you can't really point out to the fact that the Super Eagles are playing this kind of formation. All what we see is the players running after the ball and they try to make something out of it. Because if truly we are the formation, then it should have counted for us on the field of play. For Ganotra, I don't know what he was thinking about, what he did yesterday, the kind of formation. I don't feel explained because you have about five minutes to get a draw. Mm. You saw the opponents try to attack you mm. and you couldn't neutralize you know, their attack by bringing on defensive midfielders or bringing on, you know, any defensive-minded players. And when the damage was done, you threw in two strikers to the field. No one does that in, you know, no one does that in, in modern era. And that is why I've come to question the rationale behind uh, Raw waiting for the damage to be done before bringing on two strikers. You needed a draw. Five minutes to go, the Argentines were bringing on a pavon. They, were, they brought in uh, Sergio Aguero. They were attacking left, front, side, and center. Victor Moses was tired because he was moving up and down. You had a Brian who was leaking along with Omero. And you had a certain John Ogu on the bench, John Ogu on the bench. Others in the Echegi could also cover the flaws of Brian Idowu. Bring these players on. Let's hold up. You even have Alex Iwobi. Alex Iwobi is a guy who can hold on to the ball. But you left that undone. So what kind of tactics do you would want to explain? And now we are crying over spirit meat that the referee robbed us. The chances we had... What did we do with them? Nothing. Odon Igalo had two chances in about 10 minutes to the end of the game to bury, you know, the Argentines. He couldn't do anything. The same thing with Ian Ashore in the first half. He had chances to have the Argentines. He didn't do anything. And now the rest is left to blame. So, for all, I, I think we still need more explanation. And note, before the World Cup, he had accused the journalists of distracting the team. Yes. So, how have we distracted him? Or would he not come back to us to say we caused his defeat against Argentine? I think that is unacceptable. We, we were not even... Because if other teams, like I told someone yesterday, if Algeria were in their best element, if Cameroon were in their best element, then there wouldn't have been any chance or chances for us to have even qualified in the first instance. Penalty or no penalty for you? What was that last night? It was a penalty, but you, you know, it was a penalty. Even I, though I, it I hit his head first, yes, Yashina? Yes. No, to be honest, we, we were robbed yesterday by the penalty call, but you can't just explain what went through the mind of the referee because I was in the stadium yesterday. The, I was even happy. I, I, I was sharing a joke 
with one of my colleagues, and I told him that I'm even happy that we lost the game because if we had escaped the draw, I'm telling you, I would have been given a big number like because everywhere the Argentines were all over, they were screaming. So all those things, you know, contributed in changing the referee's decision. But penalty aside, we had chances. What did we do with them? Nothing. So if we converted all our chances, then the uh, penalty appeal or no appeal would have been redundant. Because another thing again is, let me just come to the side of the referee. Maybe in fact he had given us a penalty and the second one would be very crucial in determining where the game would shoot. Then he had a choice to do what he liked, but to be honest, it was the penalty, but I'm not looking at it from the past that he didn't give us the penalty. The question is, the chances we had before that penalty appeal, we had Ojo on the Gano having two chances and yeah. he threw it away. Then you would see that we lost the game, as I said, because about five minutes to the end of the game, we needed to do the writing and we, 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 we practically gave the Argentines the ticket, not the ref Robinos. Does it mean you're coming home now tomorrow? You're going back? Yes. Well, for me, I'm still going to stay till Monday. It's not all about Nigeria. We still have uh, Senegal in the team, uh, in the tournament. And let's see how far they would go. So now I've switched gear from uh, Nigeria to Senegal. And hopefully if the Senegalese get to the final, I'm going to stay with them, share them more, because they are not representing Senegal alone. They are representing Africa. And I hope we, the Nigerians, will come back to learn our lessons and also ensure we don't make such a mistake. For me, I'm enjoying myself. Well, maybe I felt very bad yesterday, though I knew the outcome already. But I've moved on. I'm supporting Senegal and other better teams in the tournament. Great stuff. Thank you very much, Shina Oludara. We love hearing from you. We love your passion and enjoy what's, what's left of the World Cup. And guys, you can always well, follow thank him. You, thank, thank you very much. And he also is also on social media, Shina Oludara. So you can always follow him on social um, media. He doesn't mince his words uh, for sure. That's it then from us. Apologies, we can't get to Neil Tovey. The time is up, but we'll speak to him tomorrow. We've apologized to Neil Tovey. I think we were just overwhelmed by the first part of, of the show. It came through during the day, so we had to address it. And I think the reaction was just really, really overwhelming. It's still coming in. I'm still getting messages uh, from people who are saying that the chairman of Polokwane City is always intimidating at every press conference. It's not comfortable when they are there at Polokwane City. So, yeah, now let's hope that they will have a good look at themselves and, and, and sort out this situation. Up next is Mr. Ashraf Gada, tonight's big heater, Banyaza Lisufi. At some point during this interview, here you have to ask him about swallows. Please, Mr. Ashraf Gada, do it for our sporting fans. We want to hear a bit of swallows from Mr. Banyaza Lisufi. Brazil are playing. They are walking on to the field now. They are up against Serbia. Still not uh, already qualified, but a draw will be enough for Brazil to make it through this group against uh, Serbia. And they and the other match in the group is Switzerland versus Costa Rica. My name is Tabiso Mosia. Thank you, Loyolom Kalipi and Sylvester Komane at the back. And uh, for any suggestions, email uh, uh, sport at safm.com. SABC News, independent and impartial.